I'ma get it. Cause I, 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 been waiting all night. It's game time. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield, Ward White. And welcome to Wednesday. It is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us as we get ready to uh, kick off hump day right here in the middle of the weekend. We are glad you are with us this morning. We uh, got a lot of things to get to today as as we uh, get rolling. Got a big, big night, too, uh, when it comes to basketball. We got uh, the Baylor men and the Baylor women both in action tonight, and we'll be talking about that as we uh, work through the morning. Ward White's, good morning. How are we? Outstanding. Anything exciting in the Ward White's world today? I'm here. <laughs> Present. <laughs> and kind of, Garrett, did you know that he has this video contraption where he can he can watch his dog from this radio station? I Coco. Do. It's fantastic. I, yeah. I, I like when he lets me check in on Coco. Well, I, and I was going to say, we've all had an opportunity to, you know, See Coco laid up on the couch, <laughs> barking at people, looking out that window, eating the popcorn. Off the bus. <laughs> During the day, it's you know it's popcorn in in days of our lives. Yeah, for Coco, that, that's her favorite. <laughs> More like Andy. Like when I, miss yeah, school. I watched Andy last night. By the way, <laughs> oh boy, I don't know. I I I just was, I read across it on TV Land, and I just kind of awesome. I just hunkered down and watched me some Andy Griffith every day. Uh, it was good stuff. Still the best show on TV. <laughs> it's, it's, I've never like watched a full episode of that. Oh my! You have got to. I mean, no. I, I will say this, and I know that I, that I'm old, but I mean the writers back in those days for all of those shows, not just Andy Griffith. I mean, I just think those programs were were better written than than today's comedies. I mean. First of all, and I'm not even going to get into it. It just makes me sound <laughs> get off, old. my lord. <laughs> Pretty much. But, I mean, th- look, I mean, I-, I don't know. I mean, Ward, there were episodes of the Andy Griffith show that were better than others. But they were all good. I mean, you know, and, and then, you know, th- they would they would discover, like, there was, I think, a writer or, you know, uh, on the program that ended up being, you know, being a star on the show uh ended up you know be, being played a lot of different characters and you didn't even know it was the same guy playing all these different characters and uh hey did you know ward because you're an andy griffiths fan when 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 ronnie howard throws the rock mm-hmm. that's not ronnie howard throwing the rock no a guy behind him threw the rock in the bushes you're right you did know that very yes. good for you mm-hmm. i have no idea what y'all are talking about on the opening, on the opening. Of, of the opening of the program sheriff taylor and, and Ronnie Howard are walking along the gravel road going down to the lake to go fishing. Mm-hmm. That's the opening. And Ronnie Howard throws a rock into the water. But it was a pretty good little chunk. You know, he, he had to throw it. And he was like four or five years old or whatever it was, and he couldn't get it there. So they had a guy hide in the bushes. And when Ronnie Howard went to throw the rock, a the person in the bushes actually threw the rock, and it worked out. Hmm. See, see what you could share with your family when 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 you in I've your work day today? today. I've learned something. <laughs> Been a good day. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, it's a good day, Tater. <laughs> so, uh, 
I don't know why we got to talk about that, but we did. Garrett, how are you, by the way? Good. I'm good. Being educated. Being educated. I'm good. About the Andy Griffith Show. Uh, but, I mean, how many spinoffs did they have off of that, Ward? Uh, let's see. Gomer Powell. Oh, that was a great one. Gomer Powell, USMC. Uh, Mayberry RFD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not my favorite. No. Um, I think that's about that's it. That's probably it. Yeah, yeah. those two. But I, I, I liked I liked Sergeant Carter on that show. Gomer? On Gomer Powell, USMC, yeah. I've never heard of that. I've heard of Gomer Powell, but not that MC. Whatever. United States Marine Corps. Okay. U.S. United States Marine Corps. He was that's that was the the premise of the show is he went off to basic training. Ah, okay. He went off to be uh, Gomer, and then then which left Goober to run the filling station. Yes. So that sounds dangerous. I, I, I don't Goober's know. Goober's his cousin. Hey to Gomer. Gomer says hey. <laughs> we got to stop. We can do this all day. Uh, 7.05, five minutes after 7. Did anybody watch Texas and Oklahoma? Yes. That was boring. I, I could not agree with you more. It Now, what was funny, it was like it was somebody at when they went to overtime, somebody said, okay, we need two different teams to play overtime. Because in overtime, all they did was was trade baskets in the in the first forty minutes. It was a hard task to get a bucket. It was, you know, I I thought they were pretty well matched for each other. And obviously, in a rivalry game, you're going to have that. But I think that Texas did a good job of reestablishing themselves in the paint. Baylor completely took that away from them. They were able to get that going against the Sooners. But I mean, to me, it, it was. Nobody could ever just separate. It was like going back and forth. And, and I get it. It's a good matchup, but it was hard to watch, in my opinion. No, I agree. But in the in overtime, I thought it was fun because was they, fun. they they sit there and swap baskets. Yes. You know, it was like last person with the ball is going to win the game. And you and you brought up a great point. We didn't spend a lot of time talking about that. But in that Baylor win over Texas, you're 1,000% correct. Texas could not get the ball in the paint, had to make the extra pass, went deep into the shot clock, I mean, they were just—they were just out of sync offensively, and, and, and a lot of that was because of Baylor. And then when they did get good looks, they couldn't make them. No, I mean that was that was really the main reason they were able to get the win over Kansas. That they they did it almost exactly what they did last night against Oklahoma, uh, but you know more efficient in doing it. But yeah, Baylor, and that was the big thing for me. And that was one of the most remarkable things when JTT goes out. You still have Flo stepping up, and they still didn't allow Texas right. to get anything going in the paint. So, uh, we're, we're going to get into Baylor basketball. In fact, we've got a, a one-on-one with Scott Drew coming up a little later on in the program. Ward, did you watch the Olympics? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to establish here what, what, what was on the Ward White's television last night. He probably <laughs> was breaking down football film. I did watch a little bit of the Super Bowl again last night. Did you really? Yeah, that's what I did. You have that on tape? Mm-hmm. So you didn't read. watch the game just for the enjoyment of the game. You you had to break the film down. I mean, is that like uh. Yeah. What was your biggest takeaway last night that you that you saw? Uh just I still was looking at the adjustment the defensive line made in the middle of the third quarter and and how they did that and moved those guys to the left side of the line mm-hmm. and then 
they use the twist stunt a lot. I didn't notice that during the live part of it, but they use the twist stunt on the left side uh, of the line to try to ensure that the center had to dedicate to the left side and open up that right side with the two rushers on the right side, Donald, being able to get inside there and go get that one-on-one. Nice. The ability to, once they did that, the ability on the right side to just bull rush that tackle was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, that, he had that changed no, the game. He had no chance. He had no chance. Well, and, and you know they early in the game they were doing exactly what they said that we 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 said that they had to do. They were getting the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands mm-hmm. in less than two seconds, and that's just amazing to to be able to you know pre snap read and find out exactly where he's going with the football. They threw some wide receiver screens, Cincinnati did. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I kept thinking that they may use the traditional middle screen with the running back. They really didn't do that a whole lot. Well, that was going to be tough because of the way that the Rams were setting it up. You know, they still use, they didn't use their linebackers until they moved one up into that, into that four-man uh, side. They were still dropping them in and keeping them a little bit shallow. They were going the two over the top and then keeping those linebackers shallow to take that away so Mixon couldn't have that middle screen. Yeah, how about that? We're talking Super Bowl. <laughs> I love it. Uh, 709, nine minutes after seven. Here's what we got for you. I, I, guys, it, it's official. Uh, Dave Aranda's got a new deal. Now, that's, you know, that's information that's been out there for a while. But uh, I, I want to get some thoughts on what that means moving forward with not only Dave Aranda, but the staff, uh, recruiting. We'll talk a little bit about that coming up in a few minutes. Shehan J. Araja is going to talk about that and whatever else is going on in college football and college basketball. We'll have him on the program. Brandon Salees will give us the tech uh, perspective. Baylor and Texas Tech tonight. And we'll get Brandon Salees to uh, talk a little bit about it uh, coming up uh, on the program. And uh, man, oh man, boys, what a gut-wrenching loss for TCU last night. That one hurts at home. Yeah, it was like, I don't know if they've necessarily like ran out of gas or what, but they were playing so good over the past couple of weeks. And look, Iowa State's a good team. We talked about it yesterday. They're, they're one of the first four in, according to Lenardi and uh, Ken Palm. So that you can't overlook them, but TCU, that's a game that they should and have to win on their home court. Yeah, you got. we talk about it all the time. You got to protect the home floor. Uh, and they didn't. And I mean, you know, that that's that to me, that's a costly loss for for TCU. And mm-hmm. Stephen Simcox from the uh, podcast uh, Locked on Horn Frogs will join us a little later on to talk about it. So that's what we got. Uh, that's what we got for you here this morning. All right, uh, you know what? Yesterday was it? Yesterday? No, Monday. Monday I had lunch at Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. Outstanding burger, fries, drink. You know the whole nine yards. So. Uh, good stuff there. I thought today that we would make a winner out of a listener. If you would like to have absolutely free, courtesy of Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers in ESPN Central Texas, a couple of cheeseburger baskets, all you have to do is be the fifth caller. We're going to do it by phone, the old-fashioned way, 254-662-1660, 254-662-1660. Caller number five, we're going to hook you up with a couple of cheeseburger baskets from Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. Caller five at 254-662-1660. Jump on those phones. Let's make a winner out of a listener. It's 11 after 7. Let's get a check of the forecast from Fox 44. 
This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy and breezy today. It'll be mild with a 30% chance of scattered showers, maybe a little drizzle. Highs top out at 73 degrees. Cloudy skies continue tonight with a 60% chance of showers, maybe a storm overnight. We drop into the low 50s. And on Thursday, mostly sunny, windy, and much cooler with highs only in the 40s. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on Game Time. We are joined by Josh Neighbors from the podcast Locked on Big 12. I think Chris Beard is right when he says this is life. This is what happens. Things change. I think the fans are right to be mad at him because there's arguments that Texas Tech is a better basketball situation than Texas is. I think everybody here has a claim that they're right about, and I thought it made for an awesome atmosphere. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. 54th District Judge Susan Kelly here. Over a year ago, I survived a rigorous application process in which I competed against other serious qualified candidates. After a thorough vetting, Governor Greg Abbott appointed me to the 54th and now endorses me because I apply the rule of law and deliver justice for all. A conservative Republican, I have managed and moved the docket this past year, ensuring that every accused receives justice and if convicted, receives swift and proper punishment. Early voting has started. Please vote and keep Judge Kelly. Political ad paid for by Susan Kelly from a Clinton County Judge campaign. ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. ProStar Rental, they make work easier. The decisions made in our courtrooms have a lasting impact on all of us here in McLennan County. That's why the conservative leaders and organizations we trust are united in their support of Judge Ryan Luna. Judge Luna is endorsed by Texas Right to Life, Citizens for Pro-Life Action, Gun Owners of America, the Sheriff's Law Enforcement Association of McLennan County, several of the most conservative members of the Texas legislature, and hundreds of grassroots conservative Republicans across the county. They, like you, know that the integrity of our courts depends on electing judges who will strictly interpret the law, hand down tough sentences, and never legislate from the bench. In the March 1st Republican primary, vote for a constitutional conservative for county court at law number three. Vote for Judge Ryan Luna. Early voting ends February 25th. To learn more, visit RyanLunaTX.com. Political ad paid for by the Judge Ryan Luna campaign in compliance with the voluntary limits of the Judicial Campaign Fairness Act. Searching for popular jewelry at affordable prices? Do yourself a favor and check out Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They have a large selection of men's and women's gold, silver, and stainless steel jewelry, including rings, necklaces, chains, bracelets, and earrings, plus jewelry for the Western crowd and biker enthusiasts. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. 
Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House is one of Waco's longest, continuous family-owned barbecue restaurants. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's has been offering delicious ribs made from scratch sides, the famous Texas tater, and prime beef brisket. Convenient drive through windows and sit-down dining allow customers to be served in whichever way they desire. Uncle Dan's is proud to serve Central Texas Monday through Saturday with locations in Waco and Hewitt. Come visit the loyal staff at Uncle Dan's today and experience their rich history and family recipes. Seven sixteen. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Garrett, we're glad you're with us, and we are brought to you in part by our friends at Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace, also VersaLift Southwest at seventy six and one Imperial Drive, and by our good friends at ProStar Rental twenty three oh eight Robinson Drive, and in Belton along I thirty five. Glad to have you with us from the Allen Samuels Studios. And we say also congratulations to Harvey Lee. Harvey was our fifth caller and won a, a couple of cheeseburger baskets from Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. All right, guys. Uh, the uh, release came out yesterday. And, and again, I, I don't think this is breaking news by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think we have to hit the news sounder like Matt Mosley did yesterday with the breaking news. But. <laughs> Baylor University and head football coach Dave Aranda have finalized a contract extension. According to uh, Vice President and Director of Athletics, Mac Rhodes, uh, the uh, the contract will uh, will will uh, runs through 2009. Okay, so let's just start with the basics. And again, you know, Baylor, uh, as you all know, private university, and they're not going to disclose dollars. And, and you, you, Garrett, first of all, you said you're, you're – who cares? <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, if I was a coach, I, I'm because I'm a private person. Yeah. Like, like I like the idea of not having it out there. Granted, there's going to be people that can go and dig, and you can find the papers and find the exact amount. But if I'm Coach Aranda, I like the thought that it's it's out there, it's done. I'm moving on about my business. There's not all these conversations like we had yesterday. We talked about Luke Fickle. Um, all of the numbers are out there. Sark, we've gone into that. This is something that it's just between him. He can move on about his business, and I, I like that. I, for me, if if I was getting a contract, that's how I'd want it to be. Ward, you've been you've been in this business, uh, this coaching business. Obviously, that just created security for Dave Aranda through two thousand and in in twenty nine. But does it also create security for the staff? Does it? And what's it do for recruiting? Well, I, for the staff, I do, I do think it sets some some precedents for them to you know feel a little more comfortable because their head coach is in place and you know they still have to perform and be able to you know make sure they're a part of that staff. But yeah, it gives you a, a little bit of a breathing room uh, to to know that there is some some security there. You still have to go out and perform because look, it, it could be a contract through two thousand nine, but that doesn't mean that that buyout's going to you know keep you from uh, being shown the door if you're not performing. So, I mean, we've seen that before. Um, but it does give you a sense of stability. Uh, Recruiting-wise, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, it's, it's easier to recruit if you know that, you know, the guy that you're talking to is going to be the guy you're playing for when you get to that university. That makes it a little uh, more comforting for those players coming in. Um, but, uh, again... 
you know, something, if a better deal comes up for Coach Aranda or, you know, the, the performance is, is not there, you know, and I'm not saying either one of those will ever happen, but if they do, you know, that changes the game on all aspects. The one thing, I, and I know you say you're a private guy, Garrett, but the one thing I, do, I would love to know, what is the buyout? Because if he continues to have the success that we all think he will, people are going to come after him. There's no question. People are going to come after him. They came after him last year after the after the 12-2 and two conference championship, Sugar Bowl championship season. What is the buyout? What is? You know what is somebody going to have to pony up to 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 grab your guy? That's a really good question. I think it's going to be a significant amount of money. So they're they're going to put I. something up there where because they want ever they want Arena to stay here and be that guy like a Grant Taft. I think Baylor has been longing for a football coach to come in, be a part of the community, be a fixture here, and just somebody to stay. Um, and they haven't had that. Obviously, with with Browse, we know how that ended. Uh, with Matt Rule when he came in, he he knew that. I mean, it was always the bigger picture. You well, knew he that said the NFL from the was jump. on the horizon. He said from the jump that yeah. he was he, going to the yeah. NFL. He made no bones about that. No, and good for him. Yeah, so, but I think with Aranda, I think he's a good fit, the perfect fit for Waco. I think his personality meshes well here. Um, obviously, people are going to come after him year in, year out. Get used to that. Um, but I think the, they'll put the buyout big enough. To, and in his personality, I think Aranda's here to stay for quite some time. And we'll find out. I mean, you know, never say never and no. all that kind of stuff. But uh, I, I tend to agree in, you know, Mac Rhodes doesn't want to go through a, a football coaching search every three years. You know, he, that's, he just doesn't. He, he wants his guy. And I think the relationship that Dave Aranda has established with Mac Rhodes and Mac Rhodes with Dave Aranda, Dave Aranda with his staff, uh, and the way Dave Aranda approaches things. Hey, man, you just said it. He's very low-key. Uh, Dave Aranda's about coaching football, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and influencing the kiddos. So uh, we'll, we'll see. But th- the fact of the matter is Mac Rhodes and his group got it done. And, and we'll, we'll, you know, and, and I would su- suspect that there was a significant dollar that went into the buyout pro- program. But again, I don't know. But Dave Aranda, I don't think entertained any conversations with anybody else last year. And I asked him point blank in a one-on-one conversation. You know, when all this started, you know, started surfacing, I said, "Coach, it's out there." And and he was he was matter of fact. I mean, and I don't think it was coach speak because the one thing I will tell you about Dave Aranda, he doesn't do coach speak. Sometimes you don't understand what what he's talking about, but. Uh, he he just flat put it out there. He said, this, "You know, this is good for us." When he talking about his family, and it, right now this is where they they need and want to be. And I believed him when he said it, and I believe him now. And, and I think going back to like the recruiting aspect of this, I, I deal with a lot of these kids and talking to them. They want to come to Baylor because of Coach Aranda. They and the biggest thing, like a lot of these kids now, are having to navigate. Uh, NIL deals. Do I want to go somewhere for the money? Do I want to go somewhere to be developed? To me, that's a big thing. If you're a player, and especially on the defensive side of the football, and you want to go somewhere where you're going to get developed and turned into somebody who can be a star in the NFL, you want to come and play for Coach Arena. He has a proven track record for putting guys there. So I think that goes a lot into it. But as well, for the recruiting aspect, you got to worry about the assistant coaches. I think more so 
the kids getting recruited have better relationships with them. Uh, so that's who I'd be worried about. Like, say I get recruited and come in. Yeah, you might still be playing for Aranda, but are you going to want to play for that assistant? I think that's more of the, the fine line you're walking uh, from the recruiting aspect of this through 2029. Justin on the CNC Collision Center text line said, no security these days for fans. If Bama wants him next year, he'll be gone. Contracts don't mean much anymore. He's right. I think that's that's also – there's layers to that because it's not just coaching, it's players, it's everything. There's nothing is set – you can't say, okay, we got this recruiting class, we got this coaching staff, we're going to be so good next year because, I mean, tomorrow half the – I mean, you can have half your players gone. You can have half your staff gone. So I don't necessarily know that you can go by that at all times. I think what you have here was Baylor University making a commitment to Dave Aranda, and I think Dave Aranda made a commitment to Baylor. Now, how long does that commitment, you know, is it? It just depends. Right. If it, you know, if a better deal for either one of them comes along, then, then you know, look, contracts are made to be broken. Yeah. And that's just the way it is. I think you brought up a good point this morning, though, when we were talking about how this, this market isn't one where you're going to get pressed. Like, you're not, you're not really going to get a lot of heat, a lot of grief off of everything. If, and if you've got a guy like Aranda, you leave him in place. We saw what Clemson was able to do by giving – uh, Dabo time, right? Like it took time, but if you give somebody that time and you give somebody the the facilities, that's another thing. Baylor has all these facilities that are coming in, uh, you know. So I think all of that is piecing together nicely for them to have longevity with Aranda. And again, he's he's not in a ward. He's not in a Houston television market. A you know where he's constantly going to be hounded by media. Uh, look, media's there. <laughs> We're always going to be there and uh, covering these things. But it's it's not as intense as it could be in other marketplaces. Not as intense as it could be at other universities. Uh, it it just isn't. And, no, it's and, not. And for him, I think that's kind of a comforting thing that Perfect. he does what he needs to do, but uh, he also gets to go coach football and, and and do those type things. And I and I think at the end of the day, that's why he was such a heck of a successful defensive coordinator at LSU and other places. Mm -hmm. He got to coach football, and I think that's, yeah, there's a ton more on the responsibility plate as the head football coach at Baylor. Again, he's the CEO of the program, but uh, it, it's not as intense as it could be in, in other situations. Not at all. So, All right, so good stuff. Uh, Dave. Again, Dave, it is official. Dave Aranda's deal is done, and and that extends him through 2029. They also released the football schedule. Let me uh, zip through that for you. Uh, you know, they they had a tweak uh, to, to the schedule. So Baylor will now open on September the 3rd against Albany. Tell me a little bit about Albany, Ward. Who? <laughs> I didn't know they had a football program. I knew I, I've seen them make runs in the past in March Madness every once in a while. Not when I say I run, I mean like a couple rounds, but I wasn't even sure they played football. So they got Albany at home. I don't think they are either. <laughs> <laughs> they then travel to BYU, which, you know, eventually that's going to be a conference game. Then they got Texas State at home, and then their conference schedule goes Iowa State uh, on the road, Oklahoma State in Waco, at West Virginia, Kansas at home, at Tech, at Oklahoma, uh, Kansas State in Waco, TCU in Waco, and then they're going to close it out on November the 26th around Thanksgiving against the Longhorns in Austin. That's so. going to be difficult, man. That's a There's a lot of, a lot tough of road key games. road games. Yeah, a lot of tough road games. But you know what? Uh, that's that's why you go play them. But 
Uh, again, you go Albany, BYU, and Texas State is your uh, is your non conference schedule. So there you go. All right, seven twenty seven. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Coming up in a couple of minutes, we're going to visit with Shahan Jayaraja from CBSSports.com. We'll talk to him about. Uh, well, we'll talk to him about uh, the uh, Coach Aranda deal getting done, and we'll also get into some basketball with Shahan. We'll do that coming up in just a couple of minutes. We're presented by. Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. Hey, you can shop for power, performance, and reliability when you shop for the 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star Edition. That vehicle and many others available at Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. They also got a, a great selection of uh, of Grand Cherokees, and uh, and you can check those out at Alan Samuels as well and and of course the uh, grand cherokee l edition is available at allen samuels dodge chrysler jeep ram fiat you want to check out the vehicles before you go to to allen samuels you want to see what they got in their pre-owned department well all you got to do is go online it's allen samuels dcj.com that's allen samuels dcj.com they're at 201 west loop 340 they're just down from highway 84 they are your friend in the car business this is the home of the defending Big 12 and national champions. The Bears back on the road in Big 12 play Wednesday, headed to Lubbock to take on Texas Tech. 7.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 8 p.m. tip-off Wednesday for the Bears and the Red Raiders. Baylor Big 12 basketball with Pat and John all season long. Right here on ESPN Central Texas. With tax season approaching, are you wondering how new laws could affect your financial portfolio? I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. If you're unsure about the effect tax legislation could have on your wealth, we can help you develop a plan that withstands change no matter what the season. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Hey guys, we all give gifts on birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, but have you ever given a gift just because gift? When it's not expected, it means the most coming from you. Since 1979, Morrison Gifts has been Waco's gift store for every occasion. Choose from lines of great gift ideas, including John Hart leather goods, big O key rings, candles, and jewelry, and as always, free gift wrapping and delivery available. Morrison Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business at 4308 West Waco Drive, next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Center. Helmet Aerospace in Waco has been employing people in the Waco area for nearly 50 years. Now is the time to join their team. With current openings in packaging, shipping, production, engineering, machining, quality, supply chain, and sales. Offering excellent starting pay, benefits from the day you start, and advanced opportunities. Apply now at howmet.com slash Waco Careers. Howmet Aerospace on Imperial Drive in Waco. Apply today. And a lot of people, when they come in, they'll say, I'm usually much more active, but since I've been in pain, I've had to limit the activities I'm doing. You're listening to Janelle, an arch support specialist at the Good Feet Store. The next step is getting them in the right arch supports. After walking around with the arch supports, they'll feel much freer and lighter. Our goal is to have that long-term change for them to make sure that they're continuing to notice a difference in their life. Try them for yourself with a free fitting at the Good Feet Store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. ESPN Radio Sports Center. 
I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Baylor announced a contract extension for head football coach Dave Aranda. The deal now runs through 2029. No other terms were disclosed. Published reports indicate that Art Browse is being considered for the offensive coordinator's job at Grambling. Baylor outfielder Jared McKenzie has been named to the Golden Spikes Award watch list. Baseball season starts for the Bears this Friday when they host Maryland. Belton, China Spring, and Oglesby were all eliminated from the high school girls' basketball playoffs last night. Lake Belton and Conley both advanced to the area round with wins. The Mavericks won in Miami 107-99. Tonight, San Antonio visits Oklahoma City and Houston travels to Phoenix. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Let's get the latest on college football with Shahan J. Araja from CBSSports.com on ESPN Central Texas. Seven thirty-two. Welcome back into the program. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor athletics, and. We welcome into the program from CBSSports.com, Shehan Jayaraja. Shehan, good morning. We appreciate your time this morning. Yeah, thanks as always for having me. Let's uh, let's begin with football news right here in River City. Uh, your thoughts on the formal announcement that uh, that the Bears and Beta University have gotten a deal done with with Dave Aranda through twenty twenty nine. Yeah, I mean, obviously this has been rumored for a little while at this point, but to finally see that the ink is dry, to finally see that it's publicly announced, I, I think it's huge. I think it's really big for the program. You know, obviously with contracts, uh, you know, they they can be broken. That doesn't mean that, that people can't leave. But, I mean, 2029 is a long ways out. I mean, to sign a contract, that's going to take you that long down the road, seven years. Uh, you know, you'd imagine that there's a substantial buyout. You'd imagine that uh, more than anything else, it, it kind of helps insulate you from – Anybody who's not, you know, Alabama, really those top-end programs from being able to, to poach Dave Aranda from you. And the other thing, too, is that I think it's a real sort of uh, investment in the program on the part of Dave Aranda. It shows that he's serious about being here. Because, you know, I mean, seven-year contract, that's a long contract for anybody. Uh, you know, he could have signed a, a four- or five-year contract and, and been just fine. So I think that signing something that lengthy, I think, shows that he's in it for the long haul, that he feels that he can win big at Baylor, and, and I think that uh, everybody in Baylor Nation should be pretty excited. What does this do overall for the Bears as far as moving forward? It, does it just create that stability that you were talking about, or does it heighten the excitement? I, I think both, uh, definitely. I mean, I think that it shows that, you know, obviously I think Matt Rule made the decision that was best for himself, but it did ultimately mean a, a coaching change after three years. You know, that's not going to happen. Uh, it sure looks like with Dave Aranda, it looks like he's going to be around a little bit longer than that. You're going to be able to see a little bit more how they build on that momentum. And, and the other thing that I'll mention, too, is that, you know, you look at the teams that are recruiting the best right now in college football. Uh, you look at Texas A&M, you look at Georgia, you look at Alabama. I'm not saying Baylor's going to get into that range, but I don't think that it's a coincidence that those are the three most stable coaching situations in the SEC. And I think that when you do have stability, when, when players know what they get, uh, I think it makes a difference. We've seen that in the Big 12 as well, you know, with, uh, with Oklahoma State and TCU historically 
being, you know, among those top five programs in the Big 12 in terms of recruiting year in and year out. And I think that Baylor, if they can hang on to Dave Aranda long term, which it looks like they're going to do, I, I think that that really does help them long term with people who are looking at the program, with people who want to know who they're going to be coached by. And, uh, and I think that that's a huge deal for, for Baylor Athletics. Shayhan, one future Big 12 coach that got a contract extension is uh, Luke Fickle over at Cincinnati. When you see that, when you see Coach Aranda locked up, looking ahead to the future of the Big 12, what are your thoughts of the coaches who are going to be here heading these programs? Yeah, I mean, and, and the other one that I'll mention, too, is that Dana Holgerson also just got a contract extension, too, though terms haven't been uh, officially announced as yet. So what it, what you're all of a sudden looking at is, again, Luke Fickle, Dana Holgerson, uh, Dave Veranda, uh, obviously Mike Gundy is going to be around for the long term. I mean, to, to have coaches like this entering the conference, that, that gives you a great base. That, that gives you that puts you in a really good position. And then obviously you have some new guys that uh, that are going to come in, somebody like Joey McGuire, who I think has already done a really good job of just bringing excitement into that program of, of really, you know, sort of adding something on the recruiting trail. And so I, I think that it puts the Big 12 in a really good position to have some sure things in the coaching realm. So, you know, I think that with Cincinnati, Cincinnati's never been this kind of program. You know, the, the type who has top 10 finishes, the type that makes college football playoffs. But I think that having the kind of consistency that Luke Sickle will bring will put them at least in that top 10 conversation. And same with Baylor and same with Oklahoma State. And, and Houston, I think this upcoming year has a chance to really, you know, potentially be that New Year's Six team from the American Athletic Conference. So I, I think that it puts the Big 12 in a great position having that level of stability. And the other thing, too, that you say about all of the coaches that I mentioned is that all of them want to be there. I mean, I, I could conceive all five of those coaches that I mentioned potentially being there for multiple years, you know, and, and I think that that's a great position for the Big 12 to be in. And, and you mentioned it a minute ago, but uh, it, I, I, I just just – and again, we we were not privy to the to the details, but I would suspect that the the buyout would be substantial with uh, with Dave Aranda's uh, contract. I, I think Mac Rhodes was looking for for stability. He doesn't want to be looking for a new football coach every three years. Now, I would think that was probably one of the big things that uh, that went into that deal. Yeah, no question. I mean, I think that the big thing is again, if if Nick Saban retires and Alabama wants Dave Aranda, and Dave Aranda wants Alabama. You know, they're going to make it happen. But for anything less than that, I mean, a buyout can be really prohibitive for a school looking for a new coach. I mean, just a couple of years ago, this is on the basketball side. But we saw that, you know, TCU had a relatively sizable buyout for Jamie Dixon, their basketball coach. And it turned away UCLA. You know, UCLA had to go in another direction because they couldn't pay Jamie Dixon's buyout. Now, you know, again, I, I think that obviously football is a little different, but but still, it can be a real inhibitor. And the other thing, too, is that I think that agreeing to a, a major buyout is an indicator on Dave Miranda's part, right? I mean, it, it is sort of saying it's going to be at least a couple more years before, you know, I'm even considering other options. And uh, and again, I think that puts you in a great position. And the other thing, too, is that if somebody pays the buyout, well, that's a lot of money to kind of jumpstarts you on, on uh, finding a new coach. So I don't anticipate that comes until way down the line, of course. But uh, but I think that regardless, it puts Baylor in a really good position. At this time of the juncture, we usually see the cream start rising to the top in NCAA basketball as we get closer to conference tournaments and NCAA tournament. But have we seen this much of maybe the, the upsets this late in the season continuing to have some top teams get knocked off like – Kentucky getting knocked off by Tennessee last night and, and some other games that 
you kind of look at the score and go, oh, wow, didn't see that coming. Is this year a little more volatile than, than we've seen in recent years? Yeah, I don't think there's any question about it. I mean, I think it's a little bit more of an experienced year than most years, which I think makes a difference for some of these, uh, for some of these, uh, you know, upset teams, like you mentioned, just having people who have been around the program because of that fifth-year COVID rule, because of uh, all the transfers as well. I, I think that ends being a big deal. And uh, and sort of the other thing, too, is that I just think that um, there isn't, like, a truly dominant team in college basketball this year, and that's and that's fun. You know, there, there are eight to ten teams that I think will be right there in the national title conversation, of course, Baylor being among them. And so it's really going to be about who kind of gets things together when they're heading into the tournament. I mean, obviously for Baylor, it's going to be about can they be healthy? Can they be on the same page? Can LJ Cryer be back? Uh, because, you know, they, they haven't looked like sort of that that number one type team since LJ Cryer's been down. But, uh, but you know, that's kind of what everybody's going through right now. Like you mentioned, uh, you know, you, you see teams like Kentucky and Auburn and, uh, you know, everybody else losing. And so I think that it's going to put uh, – I think it's going to put college basketball in a great position heading into March. Shay, I want to go back to football real quick. Were you surprised yesterday by the move of the Conference USA putting that uh, the schedules out there with schools already saying, hey, we're, we're leaving, we're not coming? Yeah, I mean, I think that more than anything else, right, like Conference USA, I think – wants these schools to either, you know, kind of publicly relent, which I think would be in some ways uh, in their mind a win for the conference, or to, to give them a big check. You know, I think that conference USA really feels like their sort of uh, authority is being questioned, that they, that, you know, that they are kind of being undermined in a lot of ways by these schools just kind of saying, we don't care about the bylaws, we're just going to leave and you can't do anything about it. And, you know, obviously legally, <laughs> you, you look at that and, and, they're tied into Conference USA. They're not legally allowed to leave until uh, after 14 months of announcing. And so so this is going to go to court most likely, and, and it's probably going to be a battle of attrition. It's going to be you know, a situation where Conference USA is going to be – I mean, you'd imagine that they might even, uh, they might even lose the amount of money that, that, uh, that they would be able to pay out to these schools just going to court costs. So it's going to be a game of chicken in a lot of ways. Um, but I think that both sides are very proud, and, and they don't want to buy back down. Is Texas and Oklahoma watching this real closely? <laughs> I think they are in some ways, but I think that for the Big 12, you know, it's it's airtight lawyers. The amount of money is huge. So, I mean, like, there's going to be no question that the Big 12 would take them to court for a long, 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 long time. Um, so, but I do think that they're going to be watching closely. I'd be, I'd be curious if there's even any legal precedent that will come out of a case like this, because certainly, again, I think we'll be going to court. Um, you know, but, uh, but I think at the end of the day, again, you know, when you sign a contract, I think it's, gonna, I think it's going to come back to bite some of these schools, and they're probably going to have to pay out more than they expected. And I want to go back to basketball for just a second. You mentioned injuries with like with LJ Cryer, uh, and now that uh, Jonathan Chalmachach was not going to be available for the rest of the season. Uh, look, Baylor's going to be in the tournament. We know they're going to be in the tournament. When when the committee looks at 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 the, at Baylor and any other team that's in the same type situation, obviously they're looking at all of the the basic parameters that they look at. But do they also look at okay, this team's healthy, this team's not healthy? Is that, in your opinion, a uh, a deciding factor on whether maybe they're a one seed or a two seed or a three seed or whatever the case may be? You know, I, I think that they're probably going to – it's context, right? It's something for them to consider. 
you know, but, but I think that's where it, they maybe think about it more is if a team was missing a player for some key games and, and you know, maybe when they come back, then, then they can give them credit for that. For a team like Baylor, I think that they're just going to look at them pretty straightforward. I think that they're going to say, look at all these tier one wins, look at all these, you know, ranked victories. Uh, you, you look at this great record still in Big 12 play and still, you know, they're still very much in contention for a Big 12 championship. And so I don't think that they hold against uh, you know, hold it against them in any way that that uh, everyday John will be out. And I think that they do maybe take some context of, okay, you know, when they have some of these losses, it's because they're missing their leading scorer. So I, I think that it doesn't end up being a huge deal, especially since you have an injury that, you know, will kind of wash out of the program with, uh, with LJ Cryer coming back and one that won't with everyday John not. But I do think that, uh, you know, it's a lot for them to consider. And obviously there's, there's 68 teams that they're going to put into the tournament. So they can't, you know, go case by case every single time. But in the case of somebody like Baylor, where you're fighting for a one or two seed, I think that they will look at that context at least a little bit. Shayon, I can't let you go without asking about Matt Stafford. I mean, we know about his, <laughs> his humble beginnings, the, the struggles on the mean streets of Highland Park. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? You were really adamant about that on Twitter the other day. <laughs> I, I just I just feel like uh, you know this, this kind of goes back actually to this great piece that Brian Curtis uh, wrote in the Ringer, which you know is basically that everybody's always so focused on like the haters and like their grind of the top, and it's just man. Matthew Stafford, first of all, this is not about him. You know, this is this is about the presentation of his story. But like, I don't know why everybody kind of feels like they have to like have overcome something. You know, to to like overcome their beginnings. Like, I'm I'm from a wealthy suburb too. There's no way in hell that you hear me saying like I overcome coming out of Coppell, Texas. You know, it's just it's just <laughs> not the case, right? And so, you know, I I just I just hate that. You know, because it. it it just feels dishonest, right? It feels dishonest to kind of say, oh, you know, we didn't have access. We're from a small town, and, and obviously it's five miles from downtown and, you know, the richest zip code in the state of Texas. And, and again, I, I want to be clear. This is not about Matthew Stafford. This is about that story. But I don't know. We glamorize so much of the, the idea of this struggle. And it's okay to kind of say, you know, in this area, I didn't struggle. I, I had a lot of help. I, you know, I, I don't know that the need to kind of go in there and, <laughs> and kind of rewrite the story to pretend that it's something that it's not. All right. What's the big read right now on CBSSports.com, Shayhan? Yeah. Well, uh, I put up a story last week kind of dealing with uh, kind of breaking down some of the, the recruiting rankings of the guys who played in the Super Bowl. Three players who didn't have rankings at all played in the game. Obviously, Cooper Cup, who won Super Bowl MVP among them. And uh, other than that, you know, just keep an eye on the news. Obviously, had some stuff up uh, on the Conference USA stuff, had some stuff up on Luke Pickle's contract extension. So uh, keep tuned to CBSSports.com for all the latest. Shayhan, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Thank you. Talk to you soon. That is uh, Shehan Jayaraja from CBSSports.com. I, I was watching that too on, on Twitter and got tickled. <laughs> oh, I was, I was rolling. It was, it's so true, though. Like, it don't is. make this out. Like, we all know what Highland Park is. This, there's no struggle over there like you that. Skip a rocket hit SMU. I mean, Jeez, come on. holy moly. Uh, all right, let's talk a little bit about uh, the brokerage house where you could sell your home in five days. The brokerage house guarantees they'll sell your home in five days or less, or they're going to buy it for a price you agree upon prior to listing your home. The brokerage house is your connection to buyers from around Central Texas, but also around the nation and and, uh, and internationally as well. Uh, the Brokerage House and Aaron Ryan 
uh, have a proven marketing program that is known to generate offers above, I said above, market value and multiple offers for your home. Now, if you'd uh, like more information about the program, all you have to do is contact Aaron at 5daystosold.com. That's the numeral 5 days to sold.com or call Aaron at 817-812-2978. It's the brokerage house. Join us live from Rudy's in Waco for our next Baylor Coaches Show. Join us Thursday, February 17th, and hear from women's basketball coach Nikki Collin and baseball coach Steve Rodriguez. Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with your host, John Morris, right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. At UBO Business Services, we are brand agnostic. We support many different brands, but only the best products from each provider. Our analysts favor flexible systems that don't leave you locked into a one-brand technology solution. Being flexible allows your organization to stay nimble and take advantage of the latest emerging technologies. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Hello, I am Dennis Wilson, and I want your vote for March 1st for the Texas State Representative District 13. After serving the people of Texas for 46 years in county government, it is time for me to serve you at the state level. As a Republican candidate, I will work full-time to protect and preserve our rural Christian way of life in Texas by supporting our public schools, advocating for mental health services, protecting our Second Amendment rights and the unborn, eliminating drug and human trafficking, and securing our borders. Together, we can make Texans safe and secure again. Political ads paid for by the Dennis Wilson campaign. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Baylor announced a contract extension for head football coach Dave Aranda. The deal now runs through 2029. No other terms were disclosed. Published reports indicate that Art Browse is being considered for the offensive coordinator's job at Grambling. Baylor outfielder Jared McKenzie has been named to the Golden Spikes Award watch list. Baseball season starts for the Bears this Friday when they host Maryland. Belton, China Spring, and Oglesby were all eliminated from the high school girls' basketball playoffs last night. Lake Belton and Conley both advanced to the area round with wins. The Mavericks won in Miami 107-99. Tonight, San Antonio visits Oklahoma City and Houston travels to Phoenix. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Wednesday morning on ESPN Central Texas. We continue this morning. We visit now with Bears head basketball coach Scott Drew. Coach, have you gone through a season like this where you've had so many injuries and and long-term injuries where guys are missing three, four, five, six games? Yeah, not not 
in recent history for sure and uh, uh, it just shows you uh, how blessed you are when you have a season or seasons where you don't have injuries and we were talking as a staff and uh, 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 Tristan hurt his knee um, but it wasn't an ACL and uh, we haven't had an ACL since a Jabril Chalm and uh, I mean that's that's been what 15 years 16 17 something wow. like that so um, uh, it's been a long time uh, since uh, uh, we've had uh, uh, one ACL let alone uh, two so um, right now uh, the great thing is you got to have depth and you got to have guys that uh, are versatile can play multiple positions step up and uh, uh, we have that what's the most difficult thing to replace is it the minutes is it the, is it the offensive mm. production is it the fouls to give what do you see is the most difficult thing to replace well with with uh, uh, John I think it starts in practice I mean we call him everyday John for a reason he, he competes uh, every day and because he competes so hard it makes everyone else compete hard he does it with a smile he does it uh, uh, in a fun way and makes going to practice enjoyable um, me personally I'm used to getting to work 8 a.m. and the ball's back and there's him shooting in the gym. So uh, uh, now that that's not there, it's uh, uh, different, but uh, it'll allow other guys opportunities to step up. And then um, as far as one thing about John, he'll contribute uh, any way he can, and I'm sure he'll be a great leader uh, on the side and on the bench. And uh, obviously in the game, uh, defensively, he was uh, one of the nation's best, and offensively, he's really become more efficient. So it is hard replacing that, but uh, uh, there's we got more than capable players and now uh, allow some of them opportunities to expand their games and uh, take a step forward to help the team. In a perfect situation, how many minutes, what would you like to see from Flo moving forward? Well, I think uh, uh, first and foremost, uh, uh, you got to keep Flo out of foul trouble and uh, um, Flo's more than capable of playing uh, 28, 32 minutes, whatever that might be, 34, uh, 25. Uh, really, it's what the game dictates. But uh, if we can keep him out of foul trouble and allow uh, us that opportunity versus picking up two or three fouls in the first half and now really having to uh, uh, dive deeper into our, our bench. And uh, we have confidence with Zach and Jeremy at the five. Um, so that's uh, they're going to do a great job. But obviously, Flo is someone that's uh, uh, his fourth year at Baylor, knows a lot about our system and uh, the physicality of the Big 12. Uh, you don't have to worry about him uh, going against that night in and night out because he has for uh, the last three years and, and he knows what it takes. Coach, how do you think your team responded uh, after learning about Jonathan, particularly in the second half? Uh, and then at halftime when we knew he was uh, uh, stable, doing okay, I think it made a lot better for everybody. Um, but all of us uh, uh, were concerned for him uh, and at the same time wanted to win the game for him. And I think everybody did a great job stepping forward. When, when you go small, how, how does it change your, your game plan or does it change your plan? Well, I think first of all, when you go small, it uh, uh, hopefully cuts down on turnovers. Um, uh, hopefully, uh, uh, allows you to, uh, uh, more scoring spurts because you shoot more threes, you play a little faster. Um, at the same time, uh, you hope that you rebound uh, uh, as well, and you you hope that uh, uh, you're not letting people get in the paint because you don't have as much rim protection. So. Uh, uh, 
that's something small ball last year. Mark Vito at the five was uh, effective for us and something everybody has in their package. Uh, it seems like nowadays from the NBA down to uh, college uh, where, where you can put five guards out there or, or three guards, four guards in a wing. So um, Jeremy allows us to do that and Zach allows us to stay traditionally big. This is your second t time to see Tech. Is is your plan different? Is their plan different, or is it, or is it, we're going to bring our best and they're going to bring their best? Well, I think uh, after each in, uh, each game, there's always adjustments and things that you do well, you try to do more of. Things that didn't work, you try to do less of. And then at the same time, you are who you are. And what I mean by that is we're not going to play a defense that we haven't played because we're playing them the second time and we didn't beat them the first time. And they're not going to change what they do because they're successful also. So um, tweaks. Uh, but not major changes. Coach, thanks. Thank you. That's Scott Drew. Stay with us. There's more coming up on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat, your daily dose of green and gold. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the midweek Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor men's and women's basketball in action tonight, plus our weekly visit with athletic director Mac Rhodes. It's all straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball on the floor tonight. Tune in to Derek Smith and Sophia Young Malcolm tonight for Baylor women's basketball. After my first car accident, I feared the biggest damage would be to my wallet. I expected a mountain of bills and a long, drawn-out process. But my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent was there when I needed her and helped me get back on my feet and in my car in no time. Instead of a hassle, I got reassurance and a quick recovery. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfvinsurance.com to find an agent who's there when you need them most. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Baylor University is where lights shine bright. So, let there be light. Let there be roommates and teammates, scholarship and championships. Let there be fresh starts and new traditions, fast friendships and lasting impacts. Let there be laughter. Let there be joy. Let there be light. Baylor University, where lights shine bright. Now, doing his part in preparing champions for life, here's the voice of the Bears. Back on today's Baylor Sports Beat, today our weekly visit with Director of Athletics Mac Rhodes and basketball tonight, Mac, but uh, that's only the tip of the iceberg. we got a lot going on this week. Yes, and the uh, lucky number is, is seven. Both basketball programs ranked uh, seventh in the country, and as you mentioned tonight, women's basketball home versus uh, versus TCU, 7 p.m., and then uh, men's basketball at number 11, Texas Tech, tonight at, at 8 p.m., and so two 
two big games, and then you mentioned uh, this this type of uh, time of year with the the overlap of basketballs with our uh, spring sports. So here we go. If you're a, a Baylor athletics fan, uh, there is plenty plenty to watch over the weekend. We've got softball and and baseball starting on on Friday. Softball versus Oregon, a doubleheader. Baseball versus Maryland. We've got equestrian on Friday versus South Carolina. Women's tennis versus SMU. And going on into into Saturday again, softball again versus Oregon. Baseball against Maryland. And then Sunday, women's tennis again versus Mississippi State. Baseball, the the uh, third game uh, versus of the series versus versus Maryland. So a lot to a lot to watch. Um, and obviously, men's basketball. Uh, Saturday at home, TCU, an early morning start, and then women's basketball on the road, TCU, 1 p.m. So a lot to do, a lot to watch, a lot to follow. Thanks, Mac, and that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Talk to you tonight from Lubbock and have more tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Recently on the John Moore Show. Fran Fraschilla, our guest, ESPN color analyst, best in the country at uh, doing that for college basketball, and we appreciate every opportunity he has to come through Waco. It's all cyclical. Everything in college basketball at the power conference level is cyclical, except that over the last eight or nine years, it's been clear that the Big 12 analytically is either one or two. John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready, we are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with case construction equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It's 8 o'clock. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us. You uh, heard just a few minutes ago from Scott Drew, our 101 with Coach Drew, and that John Morris with the Baylor Sports Beat talking about it. Tonight, it's the Bears and the Red Raiders in Lubbock. And we welcome into the program Brandon Salees. And, and Brandon, first of all, are you camping out for, for the best seat? Uh, yeah, no, I, I have the privilege of, you know, obviously having the credentials, so no. <laughs> Uh, so that 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 is a that is a blessing right there to have to have that access. But um, yeah, no, apparently there's some tents out there, not as as uh, as crazy as obviously that Texas game was. But um, you know the students are they're they're showing up. So uh, Mark Adams loves it. So what 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 do you anticipate tonight uh, at the game as far as attendance? Uh, it's going to be a packed house. I mean, obviously um, with school back in session, obviously they're full swing. Um, you know, you have that that little time when conference play does start, where it's like December, January. The kids are still still out, but um, even during that time, the kids came out and they, um, you know, they always pack the stands. That you know, there's some of them, you know, stick around even during the break. And uh, now that they're all back, I mean, I'm expecting just a total crazy madhouse uh, sold out. I mean, obviously, and um, not every 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 single seat. You know, some some things happen for folks where they can't. Fill those seats, but uh, 
people in Lubbock are really good at getting tickets to people that will fill those seats if they can't make it. So I'm expecting, you know, you got a, a huge matchup and, you know, you're in the late stretch here and you're playing a really good Baylor team. and Everybody wants to see the Bears and the Red Raiders. So I'm expecting that crowd to be to be pretty a pretty big one. Tech now sitting in third place in conference behind Kansas and Baylor, 15-0 and at home. Is this an opportunity for the Red Raiders to start making that push and really signing in on where they might get picked on Selection Sunday? Oh, yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, I think they've been in really good uh, positions. But, you know, that Oklahoma game really hurt them because they were in a good spot right there to maybe, you know, go up and grab that, um, that first spot. But uh, a huge loss there. And then, you know, Baylor's momentum, Kansas is, you know, they're, they're, they're looking really good. They're kind of streaking, you know, and if they can get this, this win against Baylor, obviously it's going to be huge for them. But, uh, you know, I think we've seen in the past where the Red Raiders are there, they're right there to maybe get up to that one spot and claim that, that uh, conference championship, that regular season title. But, um, you know, most of the times they, they, you know, they usually need help going in. And right now I'm just thinking that Kansas and Baylor probably aren't, or, probably just going to keep rolling you know you need some other teams to you know come up and beat them but uh i, I think the Red Raiders, they're going to be in a good spot no matter what so i think they're going to be happy with with moving forward as long as you know the wheels just don't completely fall off for them looking at tonight's game uh, obviously baylor's coming in shorthanded jonathan chomachachua is done for the season in the first meeting i was really impressed with santos silva and the way he was able to attack the middle are you expecting a big game from him tonight with baylor shorthanded in the paint Yes, and him and uh, you know Kevin O'Banner's really been um, a, a factor at some points. So, you know when Texas did come into town, you know the three ball worked for him. Sometimes it doesn't work for him though. Sometimes we've seen him really struggle. Uh, Marcus Santos Silva, he's been really good off the bench last year. You know he was he was a starter for you. I think he's a little more comfortable, obviously coming off that bench with a little bit of of a less sense of pressure on his on his back and on his shoulders. And I think Mark Adams has really found uh, Marcus's potential. Um, you know, then Kevin McCuller, his his situation, and, you know, the Red Raiders might be a little bit shorthanded. But other than that, I think, uh, you know, uh, why not change – don't change the game plan against the Bears if it weren't the first time, obviously. So, um, But, yeah, I'm expecting probably some of those bench guys, especially Terrence Shaner Jr., to, you know, maybe come in and just kind of, you know, take over the game. Busy with Brandon Salise from RedRaiderSports.com. This is the uh, the 26th game under Coach uh, Adams. Hey, have you noticed a distinct difference between how he coaches this basketball team and how Chris Beard coached the team? Yeah, that's a good question. I think uh, you see a little bit of similarities. I think, you know, when you're you're seeing that, oh, I'm not Mark Adams really did kind of just run this defense, that, that hasn't changed. Offense, you can see Barrett Perry, um, his offensive assistant that he brought in. Um, Kind of, you can kind of see his thumbprint and how he is really, really involved with that offense. And just, um, you know, just when he walks the sidelines, Mark Adams, I mean, the, the demeanor is different than Chris Beard. Chris Beard's a character. You know, Chris Beard has that personality that that people love. And what, you know, got him to, you know, the national championship after, you know, two or three years of being being at Texas Tech, he has the, you know, the press conference answers. Mark Adams, he's not necessarily going to give you that. And you know that I think they're they're totally obviously totally okay with that, but uh, he's he's just more of a laid back and you know, he he can be a little funny at times. But uh, I think the only difference there is uh, that you can really see is just kind of demeanor wise with those two. They're just kind of a little bit different. Is the key to this offense about sharing the basketball and making the easy plays? Yes, and if they get in their way, usually that's when 
when the wheels fall off for them. Like I said, uh, uh, if they make their, they kind of like get in their own way. And Mark Adams has said this before. They get in their own way. They start, you know, turning that ball over, kind of get sloppy with it. That's when other teams, like you saw Oklahoma, really they hit they hit three point shot a lot, but they were also kind of making the Red Raiders kind of make their own mistakes, forcing them into pressure situations where they kind of just can't really think on the on the move and. And that's when you see them kind of really struggle when they get in their own way. So um, it's, it's going to be something to watch out for, especially with Baylor and how good Baylor is. And, you know, after this is the second meeting and they're coming to Lubbock and obviously 15 or no, they, they, they know what's on the, what the, what the opportunity is for Baylor. So I think when you kind of look at it, as long as the Red Raiders kind of just don't hurt themselves, and I think that goes for every team, but especially for the Red Raiders, uh, they don't really hurt themselves and they really have a chance to, to win any game that they're in. Brandon, as far as football goes, I don't think it's any surprise. Joey McGuire, James Blanchard have been absolutely killing it on the recruiting trail. And then you add what the Matador Club is doing with the NL NIL deals up there. Could you talk a little bit about how those two go hand-in-hand hand and what the expectations are going forward for that Texas Tech football team? Yeah, and, uh, you know, I talked to somebody uh, that was involved with the Matador Club, and, you know, they're, they're just they're thrilled. They're thrilled to have that going on. They're, um, you know, happy to be providing for Joey McGuire, who – um, and I talked to a recent commit uh, about Joey and how he uh, – a commit from Lubbock, uh, Marcus Ramon Edwards. Talked to him a little bit, and he was kind of like his enthusiasm is unmatched. He's a guy that you want to work for, and that's something that he was like when I got that. He, he got an offer from, uh, I believe he said, uh, TCU and Texas Tech, and that's probably about it. But he said once Tech, obviously being a Lubbock guy, he really wanted to go here. But he, what really sold him was Joey McGuire's enthusiasm. And what really sold the Matador Club was Joey McGuire's vision and enthusiasm. It, it's unmatched already, and he has a huge signing class coming in, you know, um, you know, next year and stuff. And he's got a lot of big names on the recruiting trail. And and I think we've always mentioned it about Joey McGuire, his uh, high school connections. It's something to talk about it, but it's something to see it happen once he actually got the job. Once the bowl game was over, and he just came right in and he just started, you know, signing all these kids. And you can see that his high school connections were not a joke. We probably even underestimated how good his connections were, even though we knew that they were already great. So, um, and the matter of club, like you mentioned, they see that and they're willing to invest in these guys. It, it goes hand in hand. Everybody kind of wants to be a Red Raider and he has the backing already. Um, obviously, you want to see that transition on the, on the football field, something that we haven't really seen in the past few years. But early on, preseason-wise, looking at it, yeah, he he has the backing of the Red Raider Nation, which is uh, a huge step one for him. Brandon, uh, let's uh, let's talk a little baseball. It's 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 finally here this weekend. The uh, the uh, college baseball season opens, and the Red Raiders are going to be up in Arlington playing in a tournament there. We get with uh, Michigan, Auburn, and Arizona to open up the season. So here we go. Yes, yes, and you, it's going to be a little different because I was kind of you know looking at the roster, thinking to myself like. You know, you got a, you got your young, you got your, uh, you know, these Cal Conley's, you know, all these guys that you kind of know about. But majority of the part, this, the foundation of this team, and when I say foundation, I mean I'm talking about, you know, the, the older young, the Josh Young, uh, Cam Warren, all these guys that built this program. There's no, there's no names like household names on this roster. They're very young. They're going to be guys that you're going to have to kind of learn on the fly. But they're very talented, and that's something Tadlock will tell you. He's like, yeah, you're not going to get your – you know, you're not going to know who's going to be an outfield in the mid midweek series. Like, 
Um, it could be a freshman out there or, you know, on the mound even. There could be a freshman on the mound that you have no idea. You've never heard his name or unless you, you're you just a diehard Red Raider baseball fan that knows the roster. It's going to be somebody you haven't really seen in the past. But they're going to be he, – he believes that they're going to be um, household names pretty soon. And, you know, they, they are a loaded, talented, young roster. They're a little bit unproven right now um, in some spots. And you're, you're trying to figure out where people are going to fit in the infield, I think, more or less, uh, a little bit. And um, right now they're just kind of riding the, the fact that uh, they're kind of just, you know, a little bit unknown. They're they're going to find out who they are really early. Um, talk to a couple coaches, and uh, they they believe that they're going to be a really big home run hidden team. They believe they have power bats. Um, it's just they're just a young team that people are going to have to kind of get to know these guys as the season progresses. But they still have those high hopes of Omaha, which that will never change with uh, Tim Tadlock at the helm. Coach McGuire set the spring game for April 23rd and spring training just about to get underway for the Red Raiders. With everything that Coach McGuire has done going through Red Raider land and also just being a big presence on campus, is there more excitement this spring just because people want to know what this team is going to look like and because of the fact of his big personality? Yeah, for sure. And that's something that uh, is very uh, noticeable that – you know, you went with Cliff Kingsbury, who you know Red Raider Nation already knew. You know, he was an alum. He, they knew this guy. They knew they knew Cliff. Obviously, that didn't work out. Bring in Matt Wells, a little bit of an underwhelming hire. Um, you know, Utah State. He had the the head coaching uh, experience. He had a couple, you know, Mountain West Conference titles, but still a little bit unknown to Division One football. You bring in Joey McGuire, who wasn't wasn't a head coach. But for some reason, everybody knows him because they knew what he built at Baylor and those high school connections I was telling you about. So kind of mixing those in, everybody kind of knew that uh, Joey was, you know, kind of the man behind that uh, that scene there in Baylor, kind of making all that work and recruiting. So everybody was excited about that part. And then you see him and, you know, like uh, against Texas, obviously, Ric Flair, one of he uses the uh, Ric Flair gif on Twitter whenever he lands commit. But then actually seeing him with Ric Flair, with the energy was insane. Um, they're both just feeding off each other. And uh, that was the glimmer of what the fall could look like. And I think Red Raider Nation obviously wants a coach on the sidelines that's going to be a little bit animated, that's not afraid to maybe get in the rest face and, you know, argue a call. They love that. They they want to see that. They want to see the head coach, you know, fighting for their team. I think Joey McGuire is going to fit that mold pretty well. And then just seeing how he – knew that that was going to be a big part of the job when he took it was to really connect with the fans uh, in it in a program you know that's really struggling the past you know decade obviously and you know you had Pat, Patrick Mahomes at the helm and you you really didn't win much with him and they're kind of like okay are you the guy to turn this around so you know like I said he's doing a really great job right now I guess until we see him on that football field though I think you're going to see you know maybe that momentum carry if he can get some big wins you know pretty early on and really just help his backing uh, by just by just winning some games. I mean, those, those connections at the high school level with, for Joey are no joke, but they go deeper than that. It's also the connections uh -huh. he's got now in the, in the NFL. Could you talk a little bit about Matt Rule coming out to Lubbock and headlining that coaching clinic, and who are some of the other guys that we can expect behind Rule? Yes, uh, I know um, uh, Joey's son, uh, obviously I think he works with uh, with Matt. I think he's he's been around um, whenever – you know, they're kind of just building this thing. But um, guess-wise, you know, I'm not too sure, but I know the Red Raider fans are kind of like, oh, Matt Rule, that's kind of cool, even though he was, you know, the Baylor head coach. And, 
you know, there's, you know, that little bit of a rivalry, but the fact that, you know, that he is at Carolina and that he's taken his time to come to Lubbock, I think people, he, a lot of people love that. They love seeing that. They loved uh, knowing the fact that that's an active NFL head coach that's going to come out and is supporting your head coach. So and that's something that we have never, like, really seen here. Um, you know, we have Red Raider uh, head coaches, like, you know, in the past, like Anthony Lynn and such, but um, you never had somebody really come out and, like, do an event or something like that, like a Matt Rule in his position that he's in right now. So I think um, I think that's something that, you know, we can watch out for is the fact that, you know, you do mention that NFL, that NFL ties, and, you know, Joey McGuire has, seems like he has ties everywhere. So um, it was really nice for, for uh, just Red Raiders to kind of see that, you know, Matt Rule, even though he was a Baylor coach, is coming to Lubbock to kind of support, you know, our guy here. Uh, people, people ate it up, and they're really excited for it. As far as kind of going hand-in-hand with that NIL deal with the Matador uh, Club, Texas Tech is one of the programs who are have got out in front of this and are allowing custom jerseys. With that being said, have you got your Ward White's throwback yet? <laughs> Not yet, but those throwbacks are awesome. I'll take one if, if they come available. I'll be first in line. Those throwback jerseys are they're something. So. <laughs> hey, hey, Brandon, man, uh, we appreciate it. What do you guys got working uh, right now on uh, RedRaiderSports.com? So I have a couple of um, the recruit I mentioned. I talked to him. I have a story coming on that. I'm a great young man and uh, a really good story. I have a story, uh, two stories coming out, uh, hopefully by this weekend and or hopefully by you know um, next week, I guess, and by now. But um, personally, I have those a uh, couple recruit stories, um, some baseball previews. Obviously, we're gonna have a uh, some live threads on our site with the baseball, um, you know, opening in Arlington this week. And now it's kind of that busy time where, you know, I think y'all know how this goes, baseball, <laughs> basketball, kind of all going. So uh, we'll have all that, though, on our site and ready to go. There you go. Hey, we appreciate it, Randy. Thanks so much. For sure. That is uh, Brandon Salise from uh, RedRaiderSports.com. He, he mentioned busy, guys. Uh, I was just looking at our schedule on Saturday, just Saturday. We have five Baylor broadcasts coming your way just on Saturday. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's that time of the year. Get busy. It is that time of the year. Hey, we're going to talk about the Olympics coming up in just a couple of minutes. But right now, want to talk about City Ranch, uh, City Ranch Boot Company with uh, with that great location. And here's how it works. I mean, they have product on the shelf that you can that you can purchase. If, if, by going out there, but if you want something custom done, whether it's a pair of boots or maybe it's a wallet or a handbag or a belt, all you do is you choose the skin, you choose the design, and then you let Jay Kelly and his team go to work for you. It's it's that simple. They design boots uh, in in all kinds of great leather products, and they can do it for you. They could do it for maybe there's a um, maybe there's a graduation coming up, and and you want the that college graduate to have that logo or something made or you know something to that effect or a wedding and you want to and you want to do custom boots for the bride and the groom you could certainly do that as well and you could put uh, your company logo I, I keep saying it we need to have a sales uh, a sales competition and the top salesman get a uh, get a logo an ESPN Central Texas logo that'd be kind of fun you can do that kind of stuff and you can incorporate maybe a ranch brand or or whatever uh, into these custom made boots and nobody's going to do a better job for you than than Jay and his staff you, you see it's a it's a custom design it's it's locally owned they're family operated and they're made right here in the Lone Star State City Ranch Boot Company brings you a unique experience where again you can shop off the shelf 
or you could design it yourself. They're located at 10267 North River Crossing. It's just off Highway 6 and 185 next to the Joko building. And you can check them out on Facebook and on Instagram, or you can check out their website at cityranchboot.com. That's cityranchboot.com. Here's the phone number. You got a question? I've kind of got you intrigued a little bit here about uh, a custom pair of boots. 254-855-7225. 254-855-7225. For City Ranch Boot Company. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy and breezy today. It'll be mild with a 30% chance of scattered showers, maybe a little drizzle. Highs top out at 73 degrees. Cloudy skies continue tonight with a 60% chance of showers, maybe a storm overnight. We drop into the low 50s. And on Thursday, mostly sunny, windy, and much cooler with highs only in the 40s. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Baylor Baseball, all season long here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Coach Ron and the Bears opening the new season with a three-game series at Baylor Ballpark this weekend against Maryland. Games Friday at 6.30, Saturday at 3, and Sunday at 1. Coach Ron and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. 54th District Judge Susan Kelly here. Over a year ago, I survived a rigorous application process in which I competed against other serious qualified candidates. After a thorough vetting, Governor Greg Abbott appointed me to the 54th and now endorses me because I apply the rule of law and deliver justice for all. A conservative Republican, I have managed to move the docket this past year, ensuring that every accused receives justice and if convicted, receives swift and proper punishment. Early voting has started. Please vote and keep Judge Kelly. Political ad paid for by Susan Kelly from a Clinton County Judge campaign. At UBO Business Services, we are brand agnostic. We support many different brands, but only the best products from each provider. Our analysts favor flexible systems that don't leave you locked into a one-brand technology solution. Being flexible allows your organization to stay nimble and take advantage of the latest emerging technologies. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H-braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Cold weather is here, and so is time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unisil windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Call Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate at 254-301-7760 or check them out on the web at UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows, they've got that brand new home effect. 
Since 1978, Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House has been delivering savory barbecue and delicious sides. With their two locations in Hewitt and Waco, drive through window, remodeled indoor dining space, delivery options, and new hours, Uncle Dan's is sure to be a Central Texas favorite. Specials include one meat plate with two sides for only $7.09, with beef and rib plates only a dollar more on Mondays. Buy one, get one half off for Texas taters on Tuesday and prime beef brisket on Fridays. Come eat at this family-owned business and feel like you're right at home. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. All right, 823, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Garrett, we're glad you're with us. All right, uh, Garrett, we're going to have to we're going to have to turn this over to Ward. I I've I've, I've got a, a question that only I think Ward can answer. Oh, I'm boy. intrigued. Yeah, I mean, well, you and I are not Olympic <laughs> aficionados yeah. like Ward is. So, Ward, help me understand <laughs> the difference between pairs figure skating oh. and and pairs ice dancing. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> Is there a, like I, that's two different no, sports? I'm telling you the truth, and I don't. I, I honestly because the Americans won the 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 ice dancing. I would I would assume the ice dancing has more. Just guessing. More tricks involved yeah. in it than the figure skating. Some jumps, some spins. Madison and stuff. Hubble and Zach Donahue are your are leaving Beijing with gold in in pairs ice dancing, and I'm mm. like, I watch some of that stuff because it's on my television. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, what is the difference between ice dancing and figure skating? Hmm. Google. I, I tried. Couldn't find it. I'm that's. I'm with Ward. I think this has to has to come down to like jumps and spins and more airtime to make it dancing. All right. Here here's your. Uh, and, and by the way, our men got beat in hockey. They did. Is that they surprising? They're, though? they're eliminated. Well, I mean, you don't have the NHL stars anymore. So yeah. that I mean that kind of. I don't know that that sets precedent on it, but yeah, it it's a little surprising. A little surprising, to me. yeah. Do you, so does I'm assuming then, with that being the case, that we're taking guys like that didn't get drafted out of college and and stuff and putting them on the team, kind of like we do with the the basketball. Sometimes I, I don't know how we constructed our team. <laughs> it, there'll be a movie about them in 20 years. <laughs> I, I, I mean, if they won, there might have been. But yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, not now. There, 
<laughs> Lake Placid, I guess. I don't know. Ice uh, dance is a discipline of figure skating that draws from ballroom dancing. So instead of acrobatics, the ice dancers focus on creating footwork and body movements that express dance on ice. I want you to watch it. Uh, and I want you to report back the difference when you, by watching it and viewing it. So it's more more of a ballroom dancing on skates right. instead of the figure skating is actually the aerobatics where they do the spins and jumps and things like that. There's not any jumps and stuff in the dance. That makes Just sense. like what we said. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I thought I saw some jumps and stuff, you know, in the, all that stuff. You might have saw like a little... <laughs> little, little, I don't even know. <laughs> All right, so here's I your, think you ought to get in ice dancing. No. Uh, here's your medal count. Uh, USA with eight gold, seven silver, and four bronze. And uh, they have a total of 20. Your leader, Norway, with 28. So, you know, we historically have not been at the top of the of the list when it comes to winter sports. But, I mean, look, we got 20 medals. And your leader is Norway, and then the Russian Olympic Committee, because Russia can't send their team, so the Russian Olympic Committee is there. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen or heard. They're probably prepared, prepared Ger- for war. Germany. Wow. Stop. Look, I mean, it's a fact. <laughs> oh, my. It's their, it's their Olympic team, but they can't call them their Olympic team. They have to call them the Russian Olympic Committee. I, I it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Anyway, tonight now I, I know we're all Ward. You're going to stay up for this, right? Tonight, Canada and the USA in women's hockey. It starts at ten o'clock. Ten o'clock tonight. It starts at ten p.m. I will check in on it, but I don't know that I'll stay up for it. I will check in on it as I'm turning the television off to head down the hall to go to bed. Yeah, I would probably pass out about halfway through the first period. I'm and telling I, I would, you. I would give it a shot. 10 p.m., I'm taking a it's nap. It's a gold medal game. It, I know. I like hockey. It's fun. I might check it out. But it's too late at night. It is. It is. 10 p.m. is a little late for me. DVR. Oh, so. uh, well, we can do that. I can't do that. I, I have I have trouble, like, recording a game. It don't matter the sport. If I know the outcome, I can't go back and watch it for whatever reason. Oh, I can't. It messes me up. Don't know the outcome. Well, it's hard. I mean, I can literally wake up. Look at my phone. I'm going to know the outcome of everything. So I would tell you this, and, this, and I've done this forever. O- on Sundays, right, come out of church, and, and you're headed home. It's about 12, 10, 12, 15. Mm-hmm. If the Cowboys have the early game, the noon game, it's already underway. Right. I make sure that I'm not, you know, I punch over to make sure we're, we're rocking and rolling over here and got the game on. But I don't want to know the score because I get home and I back up the DVR to the beginning and then I catch myself up. I mean, by halftime, I'm caught up. I can see that. I just, but, but I, don't I, I don't want to know the score. And, and once you start watching it, and do you do this? Because once I start watching it, I sometimes I even forget to, you know, that that's recorded. That you it's recorded. Yeah, 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 I, just, the I just start moving on. I mean, and, and then you get to halftime, and you can blow past all the halftime stuff, and then you're right where you need to be. Do you? I mean, no, do, I don't ever forget to fast forward through commercials. Oh. But I mean, once the game gets rolling, but do you ever record it to where you, if, if you're going to miss 20, 30 minutes or whatever? I, the, I record every game whether I'm watching it live or not. Because there's a lot of people that are going to walk in their house and they're going to hit watch live TV, mm-hmm. and not me. I'm going to I'm going to watch it from. I, I have them pre pre set right. up to record. So yeah, I mean, you know, 
But that works for you because you're going back and like breaking down film and stuff, enjoying. Well, that. yeah, I, I, I mean, I enjoy doing that. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm not going to tell that story. I, I, I got a, I got a good one, but I won't, I won't share that one. All right, uh, Jr. on the CNC Collision Center text line said, "Hey, heard they picked college players for the hockey team." Yes, they okay. did. Okay, I figured they did. And, they did. Yeah, and Corey says uh, wins. I'm not, not following here, but anyway, uh, it's eight thirty. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about TCU with Stephen Timcox. We'll do that coming up in just a couple of minutes right here on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor Big 12 women's basketball all season long. The Baylor women home in the Farrell Center Wednesday for a rescheduled game with TCU. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off Wednesday on 104.9 FM. Baylor women's basketball all season long with Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm. This Wednesday on 104.9 FM. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco and Union Hall introduces their new craveable taco of the month. The Nashville Hot Chicken Taco. Crispy fried chicken, Nashville hot sauce, cabbage slaw, and chipotle mayo on a fresh flour tortilla. It's spicy, savory, and delish. Hurry into Waco Tacos at Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in downtown Waco or call us at 254-340-1700. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 At Northern Tool and Equipment, we're here for the week-long warriors, those who work Monday through Friday and sweat through Sunday. We're here for those who get up early and leave the job site dirty. Northern Tool has thousands of professional-grade tools from brands that built America. Steel, Milwaukee, Lincoln Electric. We're proud to serve the week-long warriors every single day. Northern Tool and Equipment, quality tools for serious work. Check them out at northerntool.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF at 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. Baylor announced a contract extension for head football coach Dave Aranda. The deal now runs through 2029. No other terms were disclosed. Published reports indicate that Art Browse is being considered for the offensive coordinator's job at Grambling. Baylor has jumped up three spots in the latest AP Women's College Basketball poll to number seven. South Carolina, Stanford, and Louisville remain the top three, with North Carolina State and Indiana moving up to fourth and fifth. Belton, China Spring, and Oglesby were all eliminated from the high school girls' basketball playoffs last night. Lake Belton and Conley both advanced to the area round with wins. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Eight thirty-three. 
Welcome back into the program. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. It just occurred to me, I bet Steven can really give us an in-depth view of ice dancing as as opposed to figure skating. Steven Simcox from the uh, podcast Locked on Horn Frogs. Steven, good morning. How are you, buddy? I'm good, yeah. I think, you know, ice dancing, there's a lot more uh, nuance, a lot more um, emphasis on grace and sort of your ability to kind of get out there and move. And figure skating is more about athleticism and jumping. So um, that's that's really my take on it. And uh, I might do a podcast about that later this week. That sounds like a good topic. Well, I thought Grace died 50 years ago. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh, tough one last night. It, it, it looked like the Frogs were in a position to get a, a home win, and it, it just got away from them. Yeah, it's a bad loss. I mean, uh, you know, Iowa State, like, they're not a terrible team. Uh, they beat Texas Tech earlier this year in conference play. I know they had some big wins in non-conference, but the bottom line is they're 3-9 and nine in the Big 12 coming into that game and won a four-game losing streak. Uh, it's a, another home game where there was a good crowd, so you got to find a way to win. And they just couldn't do it. Um, struggled offensively. And I would say it's a good defensive team, but 51 points. At home, not going to get it done. Had a couple chances late, even with those issues, but just some bad possessions, bad basketball. Not uh, not executing well down the stretch. Cost them. And so now, you know, you got they got five wins. So I think they need to get eight wins to get the tournament. Um, you got seven games left, and you have a tough schedule coming up. So that was one that you circled and, hey, that's a pretty wonderful ball game. Need to find a way to get that in the win column, but they couldn't do it. So um, they have an uphill battle after blowing that game. But, yeah, Mike Miles struggled. Damian Ball struggled. Um, and, I mean, they're banged up. You know, they're down to like seven or eight guys. But everybody in the league is kind of uh, the walking wounded right now. It's late in the season. It's kind of the dog days of the year as you gear up towards uh, March Madness. But um, tough loss for the Frogs. And, Honestly, you know, you could tell from the comments by the guys that came to the game, they knew it was a big blown opportunity. So we'll see how they bounce back uh, Saturday when they come to Waco, but not a uh, not a good start to the week following Iowa State. You mentioned the game played in the low 50s, 54-51. Where would Coach Dixon really like for the Frogs to be? Are they a, a high 60s, mid 60s? Are they low 70s? Where, where does he feel comfortable with, with this basketball team? Well, I think, you know, high 60s, low 70s is where you feel like you have a really good chance to win. Um, honestly, like, they've been really good defensively, so I don't think they're, you know, uh, scared of a slugfest or a rock fight. And they were in that game last night, but um, the offense efficiency just wasn't out there, not making enough plays. And I would say Mike Miles going down, and he's back now. He's still kind of battling with the rest of the game. He's playing. Um and having a shorter lineup has kind of hurt their effort a little bit on the defensive end. Now, they held Iowa State to 54 points. I think that was some good defense and some missed shots. But, yeah, high 60s, low 70s, that's really where you want to be. That's going to give you a good chance to win ball games in this league. Um, but the defense, they sort of hung their hat on. I know the score didn't indicate it last night, but it's it's been lacking the last few times they've taken the floor. So we'll see if they can get back to that as they try to close out the regular season here uh, over the next few weeks. Stephen, does this team have maybe the most difficult schedule on the back half of anybody in the Big 12? You just mentioned Baylor on Saturday. They've got two against West Virginia. Still have Texas and Texas Tech uh, on the schedule. And then they have the back-to-back with Kansas because of that COVID stoppage in play as well. It, this is a difficult stretch for the Frogs, isn't it? 
Right. It's just tough way to close your season. You're right. Well, they, I mean, they actually, they were supposed to play, you mentioned the COVID shutdown, you know, they were supposed to play West Virginia, Baylor, and Kansas to open the season. They only ended up playing that Baylor game. So that's why the KU game is back-to-back, and the West Virginia game got pushed as well. Um, so we talked about it, you know, as I've been on the last few weeks. They needed to pile up as many wins as they could in the first half of conference play. And they did that pretty well until recently. Um, but, yeah, it's, I mean, if somebody has a tougher schedule, I'd be surprised. Like, five of your last seven are against Baylor, Texas Tech, Kansas, and Texas. And, uh, I mean, that's a gauntlet. You got two in West, against West Virginia sprinkled in there. Um, one of those games in Morgantown, which is never an easy place to play. So, it's a it's a tough stretch, but, I mean, nobody's going to feel sorry for you. you got to find a way to win the game. Um, and they're going to have to now probably pull off some upsets if they want to make it to a big dance. And we'll see if they can do that here. But, yeah, that's why – that game against Iowa State last night was so critical. Just looking at um, your last seven games, that was one that you felt like you could get a win and and sort of give yourself a little breathing room here as you, as you close out the regular season. Stephen, I want to talk football a little bit. The other day we had Adam Rittenberg from ESPN come on and talk about the, his article with the new look of the Big 12 and some of the, the faces – of the, the, the face programs coming in, when you look at the landscape, where does TCU fall as far as coming in and becoming uh, one of the, the more well-known names in the Big 12? Yeah, Gary, I think they're one of those five or six teams that probably feels like they have a really good shot to be the big dog once Texas and Oklahoma leave. Um, you know, obviously what Baylor did on the field when the Big 12 title, that's kind of the standard right now. But Oklahoma State has had sustained success. Um, TCU changing coaching staff. I think they feel like with their location in the DFW area, um, they could be a, a big player as, as a consistent winner and get back to what they were, you know, in the heyday of Gary Patterson. Um, so I, I feel like they're sort of jostling for position with those schools. You know, I'm sure Texas Tech wants to have something to say about that as well. Uh, and I know Joe McGuire's doing a nice job with the show right now. It's been a while since we've seen sustained success from them on the field. But, yeah, I think they're in the mix. I feel like everyone can sort of make an argument. You know, these new schools coming in, I'll be interested to see. When TCU came in the Big 12, they were obviously coming off a great, great run in the Mountain West. And uh, it took some time to, to adjust to just playing Power 5 opponents every week. And as good as Cincinnati is and as great as the coaches Luke Fickle is, I think there will be an adjustment period for them. I, I, I would say the same for Houston and um, – UCF, BYU, maybe not as much because they play a pretty tough schedule each year. But uh, yeah, I think they they think they should be right there. Like they feel like with the investment that people make in facilities and uh, you know the, the location of the school, they should be a major player once uh, Texas and OU meet for the SEC. But you got to start having more success on the field because they haven't done that lately, and that's really uh, the biggest indicator of who's, who's going to take over. Uh, this weekend, baseball starts, and Coach Sarlos and the Frogs are going to be in, in Arizona to play in a tournament against San Diego State, Cal, and Houston. What's what's the excitement level right now uh, with uh, you know the anticipation of a new program, or not necessarily a new program, but with Coach Sarlos taking over the program and, and putting his stamp on it? It's gearing up for sure. I mean, I think people are, are ready to see this team um, enter into a new era with a new coach. And he had his radio show with uh, with John Denton last night, and he sort of announced the, the weekend rotation. So Austin Crowe getting the ball Friday night with some young guys, um, Riley Cornelio and Cam Brown getting the start on Saturday and Sunday. So, uh, you know, you got some, some new faces um, and some uh, 
some young players like Elijah Nunez and Braden Taylor and uh, Luke Boyers that were really good as freshmen last year who will be coming back and playing well that lineup. So um, I think people are excited, Tom. You know, this team kind of faded down the stretch last year and the regular season ended up winning the Big 12 tournament and then bowed out early in the NCAAs. So um, a chance for them to kind of regroup and, and get things going again. I think people are, are stoked about it. And, you know, basketball, if, if they can't find a way to get back on the horse here and, and be in contention for postseason, I feel like people will shift their focus even more to baseball as, as the season gets going. How much different will this team look under the new regime, do you think? Well, that's a good question. I mean, Kirk has been the pitching coach there for a long time, um, but we've never seen him as a manager. So I don't know what his philosophy is going to be on, you know, using his bullpen, on um, how they strategize during the game. Obviously, Coach Schlossnagel was most was more of a small ball coach, an old school guy. We'll see what uh, Coach Sarlis does. But I think, to, to be frank, like, the main reason people are excited is because it was kind of an open secret that, Sloss was going to move on to Texas A&M as that season was going on, and it really took the wind out of the sails of that team, you know. So, um, I mean, having a coach that's not shopping for homes in College Station will be good for this program. <laughs> as great as Jim was, and as much as he did for the school, uh, it kind of left a bad taste in his mouth the way that that, thing, that era ended. So, people are excited to see um, Kirk Charlie's good chance now. Let's get to the real sport for TCU. How about this rifle team? You ready for some rifle action? <laughs> you're the you're the like biggest you're catalyst. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I can't I can't even fake that I know everything about rifle, but I know they're really good at it. I know they're um, ranked number two in the country, I believe, right now. And uh, yeah, we will. Uh, we're we're a rifle school, so watch out. We have we have weaponry. If uh, you know if you mess with it. That number two ranking, what poll does that come in? The coaches' poll or the AP? <laughs> I think that's uh, U.S. Rifle Weekly. <laughs> Annie Oakley. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stephen. Hey, what are you what are you working on for uh, for the podcast? Well, we'll have plenty on uh, you know the basketball team that close out the season. Kyrie Coleman, defensive end for TCU, he hit the transfer portal yesterday. So in today's episode, we'll discuss that. And yeah, it's locked on Horns Rogs wherever you get your podcast. Stephen, as always, it's a pleasure. Appreciate your time. Stephen Simcox. All right, talk to you soon. That is uh, Stephen Simcox, uh, and the uh, podcast is locked on Horn Frogs. It is eight four. They have a really. They have a rifle team. Yeah, everybody does. Do they? I, I knew everybody had a fishing team. It's club sport. No, they're really good at rifle. Are they really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it, is it a club sport? I have no idea. I, it, it, I don't know. Is it a same? I mean, I've never. Huh. Interesting. All right, it's 845, 15 away from night. You know, we just had Valentine's, right? Mark Dickinson over at Morrison's Gifts. Uh, last week, John Morris did a, a live broadcast over there, and Mark was talking about wearing a red suit, Valentine suit, red suit with hearts all over it. And I, I thought he had lost his mind, but uh, Valentine's afternoon, I get a text from Mark, and – he literally wore Ooh. a red suit with hearts all over it in the store at uh, at Morrison's Gifts. Super fly. Uh, I'm telling you, man. Uh, it's Mark's. Mark's. <laughs> that's Mark. Anyway, hey, uh, look. Uh, if, if you guys need a birthday gift, an anniversary gift, one of the holidays that's coming up, th- there's only one place to go. That is Morrison's Gifts, and 
man, they do a great job. They've been they've been in business since 1979, and you're not in business since 1979 if you don't do a great job. And that's why they've fast become Waco's gift store headquarters for every occasion. You can choose from products like John Hart leather goods. Uh, uh, you can choose key rings. There's candles. There's jewelry. There's uh, Consuela bags and totes and gifts and all kinds of things there. And, of course, they have uh, free gift wrapping. And they also, uh, they'll also deliver it if they, I mean, Mark in that red suit, I think, will probably get out and deliver it for you. Morrison's Gifts is a Baylor alumni-owned business. They're next to Jason's Deli. They're in the Brazos Square Shopping Center. That's 4308 West Waco Drive. Over 40 years, Mark and in in the family have been uh, have been uh, operating Morrison's Gifts, and and really he he's he's not in charge. Trust me, he's he's just he's just there. Uh, not real sure why, but he, he he says he's volunteer marketing. I'm thinking that red suit may have something to do with the volunteer part of that thing. But anyway, it's Morrison's Gifts. I, 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 look, I'm there a lot, and for obvious reasons. I mean, you can walk in and. Say, hey, look, I need help. This is what I'm looking for. Or, hey, I need help. I don't know what I'm looking for. And they'll go to work for you. It's Morrison's Gifts. You're going to love doing business with them at 4308 West Waco Drive. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Mac Rose joining us, Director of Athletics at Baylor. He wants to be here, and uh, I, I certainly think we're, we're blessed that, that he's our head coach. Okay, I interpret all that you just said is an eight-year deal. Okay, that's kind of what I'm going with. Mm, <laughs> might be on to something. <laughs> okay, good, good. My instincts are, are on. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Sell your home in five days. The brokerage house guarantees they will sell your home in five days or less, or they will buy it for a price you agree upon prior to listing your home. They're your connection to buyers from not only around Central Texas, but also nationally. If you're going to sell your home, there's only one real estate agent you should trust, and that's Aaron Ryan at the Brokerage House Realtors. Aaron has a proven marketing system that is known to generate offers above market value and multiple offers. For more information, visit 5daystosow.com. That's 5 days to so.com. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Cold weather is here and so is time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation. 
where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unisil windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Call Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate at 254-301-7760 or check them out on the web at UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF at 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. Baylor announced a contract extension for head football coach Dave Aranda. The deal now runs through 2029. No other terms were disclosed. Published reports indicate that Art Browse is being considered for the offensive coordinator's job at Grambling. Baylor has jumped up three spots in the latest AP Women's College Basketball poll to number seven. South Carolina, Stanford, and Louisville remain the top three, with North Carolina State and Indiana moving up to fourth and fifth. Belton, China Spring, and Oglesby were all eliminated from the high school girls' basketball playoffs last night. Lake Belton and Conley both advanced to the area round with wins. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grand bag on game time. All right, 8.51, we're nine away from 9 o'clock here on ESPN Central Texas. From our CNC Collision Center text line, we were talking about, you know, taping games and watching them live and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Corey says, hey, I disagree on DVR. I know the outcome of the Lorena State game, but I've watched (laughs) it like 20 times already. And spoiler alert, Lorena wins. That's different. I'll let let that one slide. I'll give you that one. Yeah, I I got you. I got you. All right. Uh, Last night, softball. Uh, Glenn Moore and the softball team rolled to a 5-0 and record with a 7-3 victory over SFA. Now, they gave up a couple of runs early and then came back to, to win that game uh, 7-3. So, yeah, good start at 5-0. and And then I think they're back home this weekend, those games uh, on our sister station, 101.3. So, I think they get their first opportunity at home this weekend. So, uh, single game. Uh, it's Oregon, yeah. It's uh, mm-hmm. Oregon on Friday. A doubleheader Friday, single game Saturday. So should be a lot of fun. Uh, make plans to uh, to check out uh, Getterman Stadium and check out Baylor softball as they uh, have moved to 5-0 and and they got Oregon coming into town this weekend. Uh, again, basketball tonight. Here's what we got. We got the, uh, we got the Baylor women in action tonight, and uh, they're going to be taking on uh, uh, TCU. That's a back-to-back, you know, because of COVID. Uh, so that'll be tonight at the Farrell Center. It is a 6.30 pregame and a 7 o'clock tip. You'll catch that game on 104.9 uh, Star FM, 104.9 Star FM for Baylor and TCU. Uh, Baylor at 19-5. and five. They're 9-3 and three in the conference, second place. Frogs at 6-15, and 2-10 in the league. You would suspect that the, that the Bears should be able to get this done, but you never know. That's why they all start 0-0. Zero to zero. You never know, but I think that they're really clicking right now. They're playing yep. their best basketball of the season at this moment. And if I'm TCU, I don't want to come here. Nope. 
Not right now. Uh, again, they, they won, what, nine of their last ten? They started 0-2, mm-hmm. and then they won nine of their last ten. Their only loss was to Oklahoma. Uh, elsewhere in the Big 12 tonight, Texas Tech is at 15th-ranked Oklahoma. Sixth-ranked Iowa State is at 14th-ranked Texas. And, of course, as we mentioned, TCU and Baylor. So there you go. Now, at uh, 8 o'clock tonight, it's uh, the Bears and the Texas Tech Red Raiders from the uh, what? What's the name of the the, the, the grocery store? United Supermarkets. Okay, aisle three. You can get your tomatoes, but uh, that'll be a uh, eight o'clock tip, seven thirty pregame right here on ESPN Central Texas. And this is the uh, second meeting between the Bears and the Red Raiders. Uh, Tech came in here uh, earlier this year and handed Baylor a, a loss. And again, we've talked about it. This in 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 not not only here. But regionally and even nationally, Ward and Gary, you've heard conversation about this Texas Tech team by the time it's all said and done. This could be an elite basketball team. I mean, you have two or three teams in this league that literally could be elite basketball teams with Kansas Tech. And, and, and until someone can 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 knock them off, you you got to talk about Baylor. And I know that there's a lot of injuries associated with this basketball team, but somehow, someway, they still find ways to win. Uh, they, you know, they went without Jonathan Chamochachua on Saturday and and beat uh, a sound Texas team, but what seventeen or eighteen? Yeah, I think this is going to be a different animal tonight. Though you're going to have to really play flawless basketball if you're Baylor. I mean, to me, fouls like got to stay out of foul trouble if you're Matthew Meyer, Flo Thamba, and I'm interested to see what Kendall Brown and Jeremy Sohan can do defensively to alleviate some of that pressure in the paint. Well, and, and that's the thing, you don't have as many fouls to give when you don't have. L.J. Cryer on the floor, and mm-hmm. you don't have Jonathan on the floor, uh, so they're going to have to figure out some things, and and maybe some of the guys that were that weren't playing a lot or playing at all are going to have to give them a few minutes here and there towards the end of a quarter, or I mean a quarter. Here we go towards the end of a half or whatever the case may be. You, you may you may have to get them out there some you know. So we'll see how Scott Drew approaches tonight's game, and I think. You got to give them a little time to, and they're not going to get it all figured out in one game. I mean, I think they kind of got an idea what where they're going and what they need to do. But I think you also got to kind of figure out where you're going. So, uh, and it may take a little time. So that is coming up tonight. It is Baylor and Texas Tech, and again, it's a 7:30 pregame. Uh, John Morris will have the call. I believe David Kay is going to be alongside. Mm-hmm. 7:30 pregame, eight o'clock tip. So there you go. All right, uh, that is going to do it for us. On this a Wednesday morning, we're right back here tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Don't forget John Morris at 3 today. Matt Mosley's at 4, and we will see you in the morning. For Ward and Garrett, I'm Tom. Thanks for listening, and good morning.